The Reds have the core of a great pitching staff in place, but the gaps need filling in. How they can go about doing that will be our focus for today's Locked On Reds. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Aloha and welcome to the live edition, the Aloha Friday live edition of the Locked on Reds podcast. You are Locked on Reds. Thanks for making Locked on Reds your first listen of the day. Maybe not today because we are a little later and live, but we are part of the Locked on Podcast Network and we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Stephen Offenbaker, alongside Jeff Carr, and we have a passion for baseball. We have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds, and we have taken that passion and we have turned it into information for you. On today's podcast, we are going to begin to discuss whether or not the Reds should go out and get another starting pitcher, and if they do, exactly who that should be. Jeff and I are also going to take a look at potential bullpen upgrades and see if there's somebody out there that the Reds can add to really help overhaul this bullpen and of course we are going to be taking your questions and comments all along the way since we are live on youtube so get those questions and comments into the comment section down below we'll be going through those throughout the show and then a little bit later we will put you in the driver's seat and talk about whatever it is within reason that you want to talk about on today's special live edition of the Locked on Reds podcast. Uh, this show today is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, Jeff, uh, we've kicked this around a little bit uh, as we have navigated our way through the postseason, and we're really reaching the point where the offseason is a about to get fully underway so hopefully like you and i have been looking at this thing nick craw has been looking at this thing and yeah. made some decisions about where this team is going to go uh, one of the things that has come up in conversations between me and you uh, in conversations that i had with chris welsh last week uh, is about the starting pitching and the fact that while the big three are great in nick lodolo hunter green and graham ashcraft uh, you need more than three as a matter of fact, you need more than five because uh, the days of Major League Baseball rotation having five guys that pitch the entire season are pretty much over. So the Reds are going to need to go out and get some guys and not just guys. We did that last season. We did right. that in 2022. We just put guys out there and hope for the best. What they're going to need is some guys that they can trust. Yes. And, and when you talk about trust, like I want to be clear on that because I feel like Connor Overton has pitched well in the couple of times we got to see him, but he's coming back from a back injury. Like to say that you trust that to be completely healthy, that would be a foolish statement. And we're not strategizing around him coming back completely healthy, ready to go. The Reds need to have, you know, a backup plan. They also need to have a backup plan in case Brandon Williamson isn't ready. Cause if we look at this, Really, other than Green, Lodolo, and Ashcraft, you're looking at Justin Dunn, you're looking at Connor Overton, you're looking at Brandon Williamson as like your three best options to fill the four and five spot, and two of those guys are coming back from injuries. So I, I really want to see the Reds add some trust, basically you know, a trust fall type deal here with a free agent pitcher or a trade or something like that. So, you know, one of the things you and I talked about last week is that there's not going to be a signing 
that's going to result in a giant press conference. Uh, right. You know, we specifically talked about this with a guy like Johnny Coito and, and Coito's already finding his name into the comment section, Jeff, uh, this from branch Brown, you know, like Pittsburgh fans, Coito, Coito, Coito. Listen, we talked about this last week. Johnny Coito's not coming here. He's going to cost a whole lot of money. He had a, a tremendous season last season for the Chicago White Sox. He's not in the Reds price range. They're not going to do it. But there are guys they could go get that would, while not rocking the baseball world, could result in a miniature press conference moment. And the first guy you've identified that they may go look at is a guy that would actually generate a little press conference moment. Yeah, I want this guy. I want the Reds to go get Corey Kluber because I feel like Corey Kluber is the quintessential like mix of talent, but also kind of needs to prove something right now. And he's in the latter stages of his career. He's going to be 37 next year when it comes to pitching ages. That's like, you know, almost a million. So there's that. But he didn't have the best season. He was fine last year and, and it went out with a whimper the way that he gave up in the wild card game there as the late inning um, during, uh, you know, extra innings, giving up the runs there that knocked the Rays out of the postseason. But I, I think that he is a guy that contenders aren't going to rush to sign. And with that, that opens the door for a team like the Reds who are looking for established guys who can be innings eaters that are better than Mike Miner. Let's, let's put this out. You know, we're not bringing back Mike Miner because I know he was supposed to be an innings eater and he didn't do any of that. But I, I want to see them go get Corey Kluber because he still shows an ability and he does a thing that the Reds need. He doesn't strike out a ton of guys anymore, Steve, but he limits walks. In fact, I think he led the major leagues in lowest walks per nine last year. And that more than anything makes him attractive for me to want the Reds to go get him. And, and from the red standpoint, uh, all of those things you said are absolutely true. And, and he, you know, he's not going to come in here and be an ace. He's not going to come in here and pitch anywhere, but the fourth or fifth spot in the rotation, if the reds were to sign him, but for the casual baseball fan, it's a name they know it's a proven commodity. It's something that the casual baseball fan, I think would be excited about. And for that reason, I think it will at least make Nick crawl possibly pay attention. Uh, there's some <laughs> other guys though, Jeff, uh, Matthew Boyd is another mm -hmm. pitcher that the Reds could go get. And uh, while he didn't start after uh, coming off of injury, he had that uh, flexor tendon surgery, Jeff, mm -hmm. in 2021. But if you're talking about guys that can maybe come in on uh, team-friendly prove-it deals, this is another pitcher that uh, could possibly do that. You know, I know the Tigers, you know, his former team, are interested in bringing him back. And, and, and that tells me, you know, cause they're going to have the best information about this pitcher. They're going to know more than anybody else about his health status. That tells me that as far as the injury goes, that's in his rearview mirror. And it fits a pattern that the reds have done the last couple of years. They signed veteran starters to come in and what side of the mound did they throw on Steve? <laughs> Wade Miley, Not, Mike, Miley. Uh, Beautiful left-handed pitchers. Left-handed pitch. Beautiful left-handed pitchers. And that's what Matt Boyd does. Matt Boyd is a lefty pitcher, southpaw. And yeah, like we mentioned, he was a relief pitcher last year because of the recovery. And I don't think he had the recovery timetable to come back as a starter for the Mariners and have a successful season. So they probably sat down with him and strategized and said, the best, the best way for you to help our team is out of the bullpen. So that's what they did. 
I don't think this is a situation where his career is moving toward the bullpen. He could be a relevant starter, albeit probably for a middle of the road to non-contending team. That's why the Tigers are thinking about him. They have a lot of injuries. Casey Mize, Tariq Skubal are going to miss significant time even next year because of the injuries they incurred this year. So they're going to need to build up their rotation depth as well. So this might be a bidding war and it might play them a little bit out for him. But on the same point, I, I would love to see Boyd added to the rotation. You know, LG in the comment section, Jeff, makes it an interesting point. Kluber, he says Kluber would be a good fit for the Reds. He pitched well for the Uber analytical Rays. With the Reds, he could give them length. But with all of these pitchers we're discussing, Jeff, uh, do they want to be part of a rebuild? That's an actually really good question. For a guy like Kluber, who doesn't have a lot of baseball left in that arm, I would imagine, would he want to come to Cincinnati, do you think, and, and pitch for this team? I think that's part, there, there's another question that's part of that, and that is, are contenders interested in them? Because if there's no contenders that are coming calling and they still want to play, they're going to have to prove it on a team like the Reds. And I think that's where I start with Corey Kluber is that I don't see a lot of contenders adding him to the mix. Like if they add him to the mix, it would be on a, you know, vet minimum, maybe a minor league deal with an invite to spring training, something like that. And I think the Reds could offer him a major league deal, which if I were Corey Kluber, I'm probably still thinking I can do this and I would want to do That's a lot of speculation. I do understand, but I still look at Kluber, I look at Boyd and a couple of other guys that we have listed out to talk about, as in they're probably not fitting on a major league roster for a contending team next year. Well, let's get to one of these next guys that we have on the list, Jeff, because I, I, I think this may one might be a gamble. And we're going to get to him in just a minute. The odds for the World Series that starts tonight are as follows. You've got the Phillies at plus 160, a.k.a. Nick Castellanos. And you've got the Astros at minus 180, obviously the favorite, a.k.a. Dusty Baker. Who are you picking? I've been thinking long and hard about this, actually, Jeff, because I, I'm torn. I want Dusty to get a ring. I think Dusty deserves a ring. I would love to see that happen. Also, would love to see Nick Castellanos get a ring and really just, you know, ha -ha. He's living his best his, life his, after the he's, NLCS. He's doing it. And... <laughs> You know, I, I really struggle with this. Here's what I want. I want this series to go seven games. I want Houston to win it in extra innings of game seven. Dusty to get his ring and be able to retire and ride off into the sunset. And then Nick Cassianos will get another chance down the road. We hope. I'm taking the Astros in seven. Well, I know somebody that would be very, very happy to hear you say that. He is Brett Chancey, one of our co-hosts of Locked On Astros, because obviously he wants the Astros to win. Plus, he has tickets to game five, so he hopes that it at least goes five games. But uh, I, I think, honestly, I think I'm with you. I think that Castiano still has an opportunity. These Phillies are just getting started. I don't see this as a flash-in-the-pan type team. They've got guys that are under control for a couple of years. And also... I might actually go with the crowd on this because on our community page on the Lockdown Reds YouTube channel, I got a poll up who you're rooting for, Castellanos or Dusty Baker, and Castellanos is up 57% to 43% for Dusty. Recency so I think bias. I'm taking Dusty Baker. I'm going to go against the crowd on this one. I'm with you. I think I'm going to go with Astros. Plus the Astros, man, they just look so stacked. Although all the upheaval in their front office is very interesting. Anyway, yeah, those are the odds at Bet Online. Uh, Astros minus 180 for the series. And I tell you what, if you want to find the best information for your next bet, you head on over 
to betonline.net because betonline.net has you covered for the Major League Baseball World Series. They've got you covered for the NFL regular season as it's rolling on. <sighs> Jamar Chase, get back soon, man. But this will show us the true medal of Joe Burrow. Anyway, you can also find NBA regular season and you've got college football. Everything is at betonline.net. They've got props. They've got odds. They've got point spreads, money lines. They've got some different bets in there. Um, I, I think I saw them tweet out the odds on Tom Brady's next girlfriend. You can literally bet on everything. That's on betonline.net because bet online is where the game starts. Make sure that you join us on Monday. Boy, we've got a hot button topic issue for you. Tony Perez and Joey Votto. We're going to lay down the gauntlet on Monday. You're not going to miss that uh, as we kind of look over some interesting uh, all-time greats in the Reds franchise history. But you have Mike Clevenger on here and, yeah. you know, that one makes me really nervous because, you know, he didn't pitch at all coming off of a Tommy John surgery. He missed all of 2021 and yeah. then, you know, wasn't healthy fully again in 2022. And I know knee sprains, but pitchers and legs, you know, those injuries don't go very well together. So walk me through why you think he might be a good fit for the Reds. I think it's because of that, Steve, because I don't think there's going to be a lot of teams that are ready to trust his health. And the Reds have the luxury of, well, we're not really going for anything anyway. If he is healthy right now in the off season, you sign him, you hope he catches lightning in a bottle, stays healthy toward the trade deadline, and you flip him. Because then you're going to get the value for a guy like Clevenger because Clevenger isn't in the mold of Corey Kluber or Matthew Boyd where he's in the latter stages of his career. He's still kind of in the middle, maybe the latter stages of his prime or something like that if he does come back healthy. So the Reds could possibly get him on a prove-it type deal one year. And, and we're going to keep using that, so I don't want to overuse that statement of prove-it type deal. But he could be a one-year type dude that if he does catch his lightning in a bottle in April, May, and June, you can flip him, you know, a la pitching version of Brandon Drury. You know, if he makes me nervous, Jeff. I'm going to be honest. Like, we have enough problems, and, and we had enough problems with injuries in 2022 that I don't know that I want to take a flyer on another guy that is coming in banged up. But I, I do see your point. You know, that might be the reason why he we would also have to get used to, to watching that wind up place. too. That, there'd be oh. that. <laughs> well, and you know, and, and Chris, Chris Welsh tells us in, in our sit down, if you recall, that Major League Baseball is going to be cracking down on herky-jerky, wonky wind up. So a lot of pitchers could look different in 2023. But there's one more guy we need to get to before we move on to the bullpen in the next segment, Jeff. And that's Kyle Gibson. Now, yes. I don't know, Jeff. You're, you're, you're talking about a guy that had last season a 5-plus ERA and two seasons before that had a 5 plus ERA. Now I know that he had a decent season kind of wedged in between there, but you know, I wonder which one of these guys is the real Kyle Gibson. And do we want to spend money on that particular type of question? Well, here's the thing about that, Steve, is that last year he didn't make like a ton of money as a starting pitcher. And this year, based on those numbers and based on where the Phillies will probably go after this World Series, I don't think they're going to bring him back. So he's going to be out there. He's going to be looking for a job. And do you know where the best place to prove it that you are the guy that pitched in 2021 and not 2022 or 2019? 
Cincinnati because you're going to be able to show I can pitch in a hitter's ballpark and I am still that guy. I am still the guy that a contender can trust. Again, I look at him almost as being like a Jeff Supon type deal. Nobody was ever excited about signing Jeff Supon in January, but they were excited about acquiring Jeff Supon in July. Give me Kyle Gibson, new Jeff Supon type dude. He's, he's done it before. He's been a decently successful pitcher, but again, this is a guy that is not going to threaten any of the rookie pitchers. And I think that's another thing that I forgot to highlight with all these guys is any of them, even Corey Kluber, former Cy Young award winner, none of them are going to come in here and make Hunter Green, Nicoladolo, or Graham Ashcraft sweat about their spot in the rotation. You know, that's that's probably a fair point, Jeff. In fact, the core for this rotation is in place. It yes. it's going to be built around those three guys. Lodolo, Green, Ashcraft. Those are your big three. The core is in place. But the Reds are going to going to have to make an effort to bring in a supporting cast to to round out that rotation and and have spare parts around should injury strike in 2023 we've got to look at this bullpen it's very obvious who leads it it's alexis diaz alexis diaz is at the top of the pyramid there's a lot of guys that are filling out the rest of this pyramid. And, and you're talking about dudes that got more playing time than you would have thought they would have seen. But before we jump into that, let's take a question. All right. Let me find us one. I'll see a bullpen question here. This one comes from Matt. Uh, what is the likelihood Brandon Williamson breaks camp with the reds to start 2023? Yeah, um, this is an interesting one because we're talking about a dude that once he got to AAA, he struggled. And not just struggling, giving up hits, giving up runs and things like that. He walked a lot of guys. And we know from experience, Cody Reed, if you come up to the major leagues and you walk guys, things don't work out. So I don't necessarily know if we're going to figure out where his control is at spring training. I find this a little bit hard to buy into that he will break camp with the major league club. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Um, a matter of fact, I'll just put it like this. If the same Brandon Williamson shows up at the beginning of spring training, 2023 that finished 2022, he's not ready. He needs no. more time. He's going to have to pitch at least a couple more months down in Louisville before I would consider him, you know, having shown us enough to, to be a different guy. Now, don't get me wrong. He could come into Goodyear and mow guys down. Remember that that doesn't mean a whole lot. Uh, you know, remember how excited we got about uh, certain pitchers striking out every single batter they faced in Arizona, and then they come to Cincinnati and get rocked out of the bullpen. Uh, I think he's in Kansas me. City now. He's in Kansas City now. <laughs> Amir Garrett was fantastic in spring training and got absolutely hammered uh, when the season started. That's because these guys are facing minor league players that are nowhere near ready. It's filler guys. A lot of the time, especially right. relief pitchers. Some it's a little different for the starters, but remember that even the starters aren't starting every game. They're coming in and inning three or four. It's all programmed. So you can't put a whole lot in what happens out in Arizona. So I'm right. going to need to see a whole lot in Goodyear if we're going to consider, uh, you know, putting another rookie in the rotation with three second year guys in that rotation at one, two, and three. It's going to take a lot for me to want to do that. So I, I think it's probably a safer bet. You know, we just did that bet online read. So it's a safer bet to say that Williamson comes somewhere around midseason. 
I agree, and that's just another reason why they need to shore up the depth in the starting rotation. Speaking of depth, let's shore up the depth in the bullpen. Let's look at a couple of options here, Stephen. I want to start out with something interesting because we mentioned Aroldis Chapman the other day on the pond. We said, "Mm -mm, don't want him. Absolutely not. Probably not even the Reds' price range anyway. But according to SpotTrack.com, which is a great resource whenever you're tracking free agents and possible signings. They have a tab that says market value. So what you could probably expect them to sign average annual value, like per year numbers. And I found this interesting because spot track has a role Chapman, Craig Kimbrell and Corey Knable, all guys who have extensive closing experience around 6 million average annual value. Are you interested? In any one well, of those guys, I'm going to start with the role of Chapman. Uh, no, I'm not interested. I don't think uh, at six million dollars it's worth uh, having to tolerate his off-field side show. Uh, I'm not interested in doing that. I, I think the Reds have had enough drama generated by the ownership group in the last season. We narrowly missed out on the Trevor Bauer drama. Uh, let's not let's not go down that road. Let's not do that to a franchise that's already in the shambles and, and trying to to dig itself out. Let's stay away from, you know, controversial type signings. And I think that Chapman would be a controversial type type signing. And like you said, when we talked about this a little bit last week, he's looking for the bright lights in the big city. He's looking to pitch in postseason baseball and looking to to he believes he's still, you know, the a one closer type guy and, you know, let him go do that someplace else. Now, the other guys you mentioned, Kimbrell, Knable, yeah, at six million I take a flyer on one of those guys being, uh, you know, you know, arm one, one B behind your boy, Alexis Diaz. I'd be all in on that. There's something about a flyer on those guys, even on the cheap that has me concerned. And I'll tell you why here in just a moment, as we also uh, round out a couple of other good bullpen options for this Reds off season. That's coming up next. Before we jump into that, though, wanted to let you know, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three Fs. You can follow Steve at S. Offenbaker with two Fs. And you can follow the show at Locked On Reds. And that's the one thing that I wonder about any one of these guys. And I don't, you know, I don't want to get too deep into coddling egos and things like that. But if you're going to add a guy like Kimbrel, you might be worrying Alexis Diaz a little bit. And I don't necessarily know that that's going to be the case, but the depth would be very awesome. If you're talking about having those guys at the top of the bullpen, Corey Knable struggled mightily at the beginning of last season and got replaced pretty quickly by the Phillies, but he's had a pretty solid career. Could be an intriguing bounce back candidate if he comes in on a cheap deal. Jeff, you've started a little side conversation over in the YouTube comments. We're just going to circle through a couple of these real quick. Your okay. uh, your your talk of of Cody Reed uh, has got people talking. Uh, Brent Brown's just, laughing because you brought up Cody Reed, and then of course Steve McCoy drops in. You know he should have dropped, dropped the, goggles. the goggles. I will not <laughs> tolerate goggles slander. You know Chris Sabo <laughs> set the standard for the Rex Specs, and I loved the fact that that Cody you know followed in that rich. Cincinnati tradition while he was I really here. wanted him to work out, man. I really loved him coming over in that Johnny Cueto deal. And obviously he was the key piece. And there's a little bit of parallel there because Brandon Williamson was kind of seen as the top piece of that Seattle trade. But 
Yeah, oh, I, I did too. In fact, I don't know if you recall, but I had him on as a guest uh, in the Reds Alert days. Uh, great guy to talk to, fun to talk baseball with. Loved him. Yeah, sorry. Didn't want to sidetrack you, but no, you're, no, no, you're, no. You're, you're generating a side talk over here in the YouTube comments, and uh, you know I'm here for it. And if uh, for all you guys watching us live, we're live. Keep those comments coming. Uh, keep those questions rolling in because coming up, you guys are going to be in the driver's seat. We'll leave the uh, the rest of the unfortunate uh, player callbacks to another show. Uh, let's look back here at this bullpen because okay, so those are the guys. They're probably more expensive on the expensive side. Although there are there's one other guy so far as probably will garner a little bit of what we think the Reds' free agent budget of twenty to twenty five thirty million something like that is going to be, and that's Adam Adovino. Now, he's not a guy that's going to be looking for a prove-it deal. I do understand that. But you could get him on like a two-year deal, probably about five or six million piece, and he is an absolute stud of a setup man. Talking about an easy lead-in, an easy harbinger for Alexis Diaz in probably what we will think is the ninth inning. I know that we always talk about bullpen ace and things like that, but I know that they're really going to, you know, have him for closing opportunities quite a bit. But in the event that maybe he pitches in the seventh or eighth inning in a high leverage situation, then you could go to Ottavino in the ninth. He is a guy that you can trust. And I think the trust should be something that you can find. Like even with these prove it type guys, that's why I mentioned grizzled vet type dudes, because you can still, there's something about their career that you can trust. Adam Adovino, you can definitely trust out of the bullpen. And it is in, and you just hit on a really good selling point for the reds to, you know, try and get an Adovino type to come here. And that is you're going to close some, we are not going to use this bullpen. Traditionally, uh, right. our guy is Alexis Diaz. However, if we need him in the seventh, he's going to pitch the seventh. That means you're going to be the guy to close the game that day. So I think that that could actually be a, a talking point, a selling point for Nick crawl and trying to get some of these guys in here, because as much as, you know, Adovino looks at himself, maybe as a, as an elite setup guy, you know, he wants, he wants those saves. No, don't, no, don't, nobody make the mistake of thinking he just wants to be a setup man. He wants right. those saves. He wants the spotlight. So I think that's a great talking point and a great selling point. I agree. And there's two other guys too. Um, one of them was a closer in the past, Alex Colome, and then Brad Boxberger, former Reds prospect who was in the Matt Latos trade. Uh, I would love to see either one of those guys come in because Colome has had a rough couple of years. Prove it deal is for certain wherever he goes. And then Brad Boxberger, I, I think has shown because whenever they traded Josh Hader from Milwaukee, they tried Boxberger out as their closer and he just didn't quite work. I think he is for some reason, he's one of those guys that has a mental block about the ninth. So he's more of a middle relief type dude. Colome or Boxberger really adds to the depth of this bullpen. Should they be able to go out and get one of those, um, is or one of those guys preferable to you, or is that just kind of you're just kind of looking for depth in this bullpen? I'm I'm looking for depth. I'm looking for I'm looking for guys that belong in the major leagues, and all of these guys <laughs> have uh, the ability to pitch against major league hitters. So that in of itself is an upgrade for what we were actually dealing with in 2022. So I'll take any one of those guys. Uh, I, I you mentioned a, a multi year deal uh, for a guy like Ottavino and and in the comment section that was responded to with like, great, it would give us something to look forward to. I think there's a little bit of something to that too. Uh, if you can get one of these guys that are, you know, under the age of 36, it might be worth taking a flyer on a, a two year deal 
to, to keep some stability out in that bullpen while you continue to build out both the starting rotation with the young prospects and the lineup with the young prospects, create some stability, have some veterans on the pitching staff that can work with the young guys and talk to the young guys. Uh, there's, there's some importance there. So it wouldn't hurt my feelings at all if they gave one of these guys a, a two-year deal. And there's precedent for that. I remember uh, both Jared Hughes and David uh, Hernandez came over um, uh, for multi-year. I think it was two-year deals. I can't remember exactly if they had like options added onto that, but they were multi-year deals as well. So it's not as if that would be foreign to the Reds. I'd be interested to see if they could pull something off like that. But I think when we look at the possibilities for the Reds to add to this bullpen, the big takeaway is trust is key. When you're looking at a guy, we're, we're not talking about advocating for them to go out and fill out the bullpen with flyers, waivers, guys that they get on minor league deals with invites to spring training. I want to see like one or two of these like major league deals for guys that we can trust. We want to thank everybody for listening to us and watching us here on this live version of the Locked On Reds podcast. Now go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Locked On Sports Today has you covered for all of the big news, the big games, recaps, transactions, press conferences, everything that's going on in the world of sports, and they're going to do it in 22 minutes or less. Host Peter Bukowski brings you interesting interviews with Locked On personalities and is produced by yours truly. That's Locked On Sports Today, just like Locked On Reds, free and available on all platforms, including, and it's on something that we're not on yet, but it's on streaming apps. You can check it out. Look for Locked On Sports Today. Steve, it's a long off season. We're going to get a free agency underway in about a week, two weeks. I don't know what time is. It's a construct. Uh, what's that mean for you and me? That means we're going to be busy. The offseason is going to fire up. We're going to be busy watching the hot stove, and we will keep you guys updated because we will keep you, just like us, locked on Reds every single day. See you next week.